It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganello, all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey Bryce, it's your sister from Survivor Nicaragua season 21 Nayaka coming in to show you some love. Man, Bryce, I love you so much. I want you to have an amazing week this week. And you know why? Not only because it's this week and it's a new week, because uh it's the it's the purple pants podcast, okay? It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. The Purple Pants Podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. Ooh. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to unwind? You better get that box wine. It's the Purple Pants Podcast. You trying to get your snack? You better hurry right back, though. It's the Purple Pants. It's the Purple Pants. Hello, 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 and welcome to this week's episode of the Purple Pants Podcast. I am your host, Bryce Isaiah, and I am so excited that you have joined me for another episode. If this is your first time listening, welcome. What took you so long? We've been waiting for you at the dough. I was waiting for you at the doubt. If you are a member of the Purple Pants Posse, what's up? Yes, we are back for another week. But listen, no matter if you're a new member, old member, first time listening, if you could do me a favor and pause this podcast and make sure you are subscribed to the Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. Give me some five stars. Write a review about what you thought about this podcast. I would be forever grateful to you. But yes, how has everyone been doing? How is your week going? Your weekend? We are in March, baby. Come on. We marching, 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 march to marching. Listen, because if we're in March, that means we is what? A couple of more steps closer to spring. And I had texted my friend this weekend and I was like, girl, it's 5.30 p.m. in Philly and it's still light out. Listen, I am here for daylight savings to come on in. I am ready to I offer my hour of sleep as tribute to more sunlight during the daytime. Come on, let it be light during 6 p.m. and 7 p.m. Because listen, y'all know that seasonal affective disorder is real and I need my sunlight. You know, I feel like in the springtime, when we, you know, spring forward, I am more active. I'm ready to get my body into shape. So I am just, I'm here for March. I hope that you are here too. So for me, this weekend has been a roller coaster of emotions and I um I just wanted to take some time to reflect. You know, here at the Purple Pants Podcast, we go together and you know it's a safe haven to share our emotions. It is, you know, it's my therapy. But this week one of my best friends in the world, Sarah, who I I talk about 
a lot on the podcast who gives me great purple pants picks who has been yeah just one of my my biggest supporters we met at work uh years back and we've been literally best friends ever since and it's with great sadness that i report that last tuesday february 23rd her mother patricia ann campbell gweller lost her battle to leukemia and transitioned to heaven and it's been such a uh, roller coaster of emotions and obviously my friend sarah is mourning the loss of her mother along with her father and countless family members and so it's a lot for me because you know sarah's one of my best friends and throughout our friendship her mom has been such a big part of our friendship just like my mom is such a big part of our friendship and it's just so hard to put into words I remember when Shara recently shared with me that her mom was diagnosed with leukemia and you know I just kept her prayed up and I'm like you know what we're going to fight this your mom's a fighter and it really gave me flashbacks to when my mom shared with me of her diagnosis with cancer and so I I knew exactly how Sarah felt in that moment and I could just only be the uplifting and positive friend that I could be uh, to my friend Sarah and it is it's just a really hard thing. I, I I don't know what it's like to lose a mother, and you know, right now my friend Sarah is going through it, and I um I'm trying to be there as much as I can be for her, and I understand that it's such a a, a difficult topic and a difficult subject. Um, and <laughs> I'm getting choked up talking about it because you know throughout Sarah and I's friendship. Um, she is originally from Rhode Island and I'm from Philadelphia. Sarah had moved to Philly uh, a long time ago um, and we worked together and, you know, we literally worked together for a year. And after maybe a year, she ended up moving back to Rhode Island and we were such good friends that we stayed in contact and I would always, you know, maybe once or twice a year, I would go to Rhode Island and once or twice a year, she would come to Philly. And when we would go to Rhode Island, you know, I would, you know, stay at her parents' house and, you know, her mom, Patty, um, and her dad, Greg, you know, they will always make me feel at home. And, and the one thing that I always loved about her mom, Patty was one, she was my drinking partner. She could wet the whistle. Her and your baby boy will wet the whistle. Um, also her parents, love camping and Sarah hated camping um so for the first trip that I ever went to Rhode Island you know I was like well let's go to the campsite where your parents are it was like the summertime and we went and I baby I fell in love with the campsite and you know it's not much to do there they had a camper uh, a lake and a fire pit and wine and that's how me and Sarah's mom Patty really bonded and throughout the years, she always supported me, always loved me, treated me almost like a son. And I I just am always so grateful for Patty. When I went on Survivor, she was one of my biggest supporters. And even 
starting this podcast she was a huge supporter of mine and it, it it's just I just my heart breaks for Sarah and her family and I just Sometimes I, you know, I like to be the friend that can always comfort and show love. And but some I, I, I just I feel so helpless for my friend because my friend Sarah is such an amazing friend to me. And I, I feel like there's nothing that I can do. Um, and so knowing how much love I had for her mom and knowing how much love her mom had for me, Sarah had shared uh, a moment that, you know, after her mother had passed, they went to the hospital uh, to pick up her belongings and things. And, you know, I've been talking with her and um, Sarah shared. And I'm sorry if I I try not to cry purple pants posse. I really am. But um, Sarah had shared with me that when she got her mother's belongings in her pocketbook um, and she went through her mom's pocketbook one of the things that was in her mom's pocketbook was my purple pants podcast mask <laughs> and that had been the mask that she had been wearing um and oh when sarah told me that i, I you know i i didn't want to show emotion on the phone because I'm, I'm i'm really trying to be the friend that she can lean on during this time but when i tell y'all that just oh broke my heart because her mom was like you know not not a normal mom you know well I could cuss with her mom I could drink with her wine her mom and and one of the last times that her mom was in Philly uh we went to this restaurant it's like called Benny and the Bums it was me Sarah E. Barrios and Patty G and um we had some seafood and you know your baby boy loves seafood and we had some drinks and me and Sarah Mob just, we just had a good time. Y'all know I love a cut up. I love a good time. And I, 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 we just had an amazing time. And I remember even after that dinner, I had like text Sarah and I was like, bitch, that was probably the closest I've ever felt to your mom. Um, and she was just an amazing woman. She loved the Patriots. She lived for Tom Brady. She lived for NASCAR. She was a phenomenal woman. And I am, honored to have been in her presence i'm honored to be one of her daughter's best friends and she will truly be missed and which is why i have dedicated this podcast because she was best believe a member of the purple pants posse and a loyal lover and supporter of mine and i humbly dedicate this podcast to patricia Ann Campbell Guella, a.k.a. my girl, Patty G. Fly high. And I know for a fact that you are watching on your daughter, Sarah, your husband, Greg, your granddaughter, Haley. We love you. We miss you. And until we meet again. Whew. Purple Pants Posse. Ah, that was a lot. And um, yeah, yeah, baby boy had to go make himself a drink to kind of sort of compose myself. But I am excited for this week's episode. Um, I've got a great 
menu for you this week on the menu i've got the casual tea with amon and b and baby we are breaking down a lot of current events and topics this week so you definitely want to check that out we're talking about lionel richie we're talking about t.s madison we're talking about big brother canada the tea with that we're talking about kim and kanye and we're talking about twitter with the super follow so make sure you check that out we got the church announcements and the freak of the week so listen let's get into these church announcements <laughs> Pants Posse. This is Jatia Hart from Survivor Cagayan. Got a message from the pastor. This week, instead of collection, we're going to youtube.com Jatia PhD to subscribe and watch my new series, STEM Queens. It's all about black girl magic in science, technology, engineering, and mathematics. It's for all those lovely black and brown girls who want to be fabulous and have everything that it takes to succeed in math and science. Thanks for your help and praise the Lord. It's a casual tea with Amon and B. 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 It's a casual tea. We are back this week with the casual C. It's Amon B. Hey, what's up, baby boy? Welcome back to the Purple Pants Podcast. How are you? I am great. I'm so glad to be back. It's one of my favorite things to do every other Sunday. Just come and talk about all the shit that's going on in the world. So yeah, glad to be back. I, this is becoming one of my favorite segments on the podcast because I feel like, and when we talked about doing this after Big Brother ended, um, like, you know, we were just like talking about a space where like we can kind of like with COVID and, and you not really being around your friends and just like, just, I, I love it so much because it, it's so authentic, I feel like. And it's like, you know, it's really like us just catching up and really spilling the tea. So I love it. And I feel like it's a safe place for us to, like, talk as men of color. It, I don't know. I just love it so much. But before I, we even get all of that, somebody just celebrated a birthday. So I want to say ha- ha- <laughs> ha- happy birthday. Hold on. Wait, let's do it the black way. Happy birthday to ya. Happy birthday. And hold on, because I drunk I drunk my juice because I already know you're gonna try to go up higher. Hold on. <clears throat> Happy birthday to Yes. Happy birthday, Happy my fellow. Birthday. Uh, here you go. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. It was off. 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 It 
was all off. Here you go. So you always trying to outdo. Okay. Let me just stay in my outro. I love that song so much because every time, like, my family will sing that song. And if we go out and it's somebody's birthday and we start, we'll, we'll start off with the regular, regular old happy birthday. And then we'll go into that song. And there's always a bunch of, like, non-black people around that are like, what? <laughs> Is this? This sounds great. This is so fun. And we're just like having the time of our life. We'll be anywhere, like at a hibachi restaurant, at an amusement park, wherever it is. We go up to that song and people are around us. So I was like, oh my goodness, this is great. Yes. I love it. Um, yes, and shout out to Pisces. There's so many Pisces around me in my life, and I feel like they're always the people that I get along with the best because y'all just, y'all know what the vibe is, okay? Mm-hmm. I mean, they say, you know, the Pisces are sort of like a combination of every single sign. So I feel like we know how to, you know, we just know how to catch the vibe, ride it, yes. you know, make it a good time. I love it. <laughs> So let's get why we here is the casual tea. We got a loaded, 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 loaded CT for y'all this week. So baby boy, pop off since it's your birthday or past birthday or whatever you want to be. Um, yes. <laughs> what you got first for us? Okay, so I mean, it's it's very clear to us that a new president is in the White House, right? And the the old administration is out. Thank God, it has been such an uneventful month in the United States government, and I mean that in like a very positive way. We are no longer being wrecked with scandal after scandal after scandal after scandal, wondering when we're going to end up in the next war because the orange man is finally gone. But a lot of people were under the assumption that as soon as Biden was being sworn in, that things would happen instantaneously. That meant that we'd be getting paid real quick. That meant that the coronavirus would be getting uh, like handled and eradicated real quick. And that's just not how things work. So the House just passed the uh, one. They just passed the one point nine trillion dollar stimulus bill. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Um, so and this is just the House. Um, the vote was, I think, like 219 to 212. So it was a very, very, very narrow margin that they were all able to Democratic, pass Democratic, okay. All, all uh-huh. Democrats voted for it. No Republican support from it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what this is going to do is it includes, like, the uh, $1,400 stimulus check, which a lot of people have an issue with because they thought we were getting 2000 but we already got 600 a couple months ago. So, you know, there's a little bit of discourse about that. It also includes uh, includes extensions to, like, unemployment benefits um, and also just a bunch of dollars for aid for small businesses and non and for not profits and also to help a lot of our schools reopen soon once the virus um, starts to go down a little more and the vaccines are distributed um, more evenly. So yes. now and, the next phase and $15, $15 minimum wage. Yes. Yes. $15 minimum wage, um, which a lot of people are assuming is going to sort of be held off for now. So the next phase, now once now once it goes through the House, the next part will be going to the Senate. Um, and since there is pr- pretty much like a 50-50 split in the Senate right now, um, if anything were to ever come down to a tiebreaker, um, Madam Vice President Kamala Harris, yes, yes, Madam Vice President Kamala okay. Harris would be the tiebreaker. A lot of people are assuming that she probably... Um, will enact that power if this um, 
ends up coming to like a 50-50 split. And a lot of people are under the assumption that this bill is going to cause a lot of strife in the Senate because obviously, like Bryce said, not a lot of Republicans voted for this in the House. So they do not expect a lot of Republican support in the Senate. And they're thinking that this is going to put a very big strain on um, the the very slim majority, because it's a very slim majority that the Democrats have right now. And so there's just a lot of dialogue happening about this about this bill, whether or not this should be 2,000 instead of uh, 1,400, whether or not it's going to get passed or not, how long it's taking. And I just wanted to say, like, guys, we just got here. Do you understand how much time and money has been spent and wasted with the previous administration and how much time and actual turnover needs for effective change to happen? People are expecting, like... The, 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 the sun to come out immediately because Biden is president. And that's just not how things work. Everything has a process. Everything has a vote. Everything has, you know, a legislature that has to get yes. passed first. And that takes a long time. So I just want people to be more patient about the things that are happening right now. And, you know, be grateful at, at the very least that there is a president in the White House that has the, the, the general best interest of everyone in the United States. Absolutely. And I think that people need to understand that there are three branches of government. And it yes. is like, you know, yes. the White House, the the Senate and the House of Republic. I'm, I'm sorry, House of Republicans, the House of Representatives. <laughs> well. And oh, gotcha. <laughs> and child, Biden can only do so much with executive orders. And, you know, there are checks and balances in this country. So, yes, it's going to take some time. And so I am like you I echoing. I'm very happy that there is a a new president in in the white house that from what i can see thus far uh cares about the people now is he a perfect president no does he have a flawed past yes uh was Mm -hmm. my like first choice no but i knew we had to get get the previous person up on out of there so it's like you know we have to we've got to be patient um and and with them passing this bill like yes we passed it in the house which we knew that we could because the democrats have the majority however going into the senate where it really is although i i had to kind of sort of understand this although we have the majority in the senate there's like these rules in the senate of like who held the power before Mm -hmm. still have the numbers even though we have the like it's some old weird kooky voodoo type ish that I really don't know but there Mm -hmm. have been some Democratic senators specifically one from West Virginia who is somewhat opposed to this bill and he does not like the fact of the $15 minimum wage. And so that might give us some issues in the Senate that like this bill might get lost in the Senate. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of people were like, oh, Biden said he was going to do this on the first day of office. Like, yes, Biden said that he would sign the bill if it was on his desk on the first his first day of office. Bitch, the bill wasn't on his desk. So we like, you know, he ain't, he can't make ish up. Yeah. So um, it, it, it's a lot. However, you know, we see this president taking this coronavirus seriously this pandemic seriously honoring the people that have been lost to this pandemic um showing empathy and really trying to move for the people so for me i'm sitting back and i'm watching and i am i'm liking what i'm seeing but again the fact that we have three branches of government it's got to work through it so 
it's just a lot. But yeah, the the people that I've seen in the comments, it's just like, well, first of all, it's child. It's just so hard to to read the comments when you go online because it's like you know they're just going to be so polarizing, and right, it's just right. like you know I just see all of this stuff. Oh, Biden is this, Biden is that. I'm like, well, bitch, where was y'all at with all of this? Like this this other president. So it's just like I I, I just really try to pro- protect my peace. Yeah, like, and I, I feel like, I mean, a lot of people forget, like, Biden is here right now because the, the American people wanted change, and it's not going to happen immediately. And I think the, the the biggest thing that, I mean, at least for me, the biggest thing that sold me on Biden be, was the fact that he said that he wanted to come and try and unify both sides, right? Because there is so much polarization going on. There is so much, you know, political turmoil like probably more than I have seen in my short little life. So I really was attracted to the idea of someone coming in with the intent of doing their best to bring both sides together. And it feels like this bill automatically is something that is polarizing either side, whether whatever spectrum side of the spectrum you're on, it seems like everybody has a strong opinion on whether or not this should be passed and whether or not it shouldn't be passed. And I just, I'm just hoping that people give this administration and not just Biden because it's Biden and a bunch of other people that are part of his cabinet. I just hope that people give this administration enough time to do what they can to wheel and deal and reach across the aisle and make sure that this bill, um, can be appealing for for everyone, you know, because right. I feel like it, sh- it 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 doesn't have to be this way, and I feel like we are so used because of what this what the orange man did to this country. We're so used to uh, having to fight against the other side all the time, and I think that there are a lot of things that we have in common that we can agree on um, that should yes. you know fall to the wayside because right. we're all over here arguing about like small little details in this bill. All of us, like, and also. $15 minimum wage, like, how long Like how long until we get this over with? Like, how long are we going to argue about giving people $15, which, in my opinion, is still not enough? How long are we going to argue about this? It's been, first, it's been decades. First of all, I didn't realize that, like, the minimum wage in Pennsylvania is, like, $7. It, <laughs> yes. Like, I $7 didn't realize that. Cents, to be exact. Right. Because I, I, be, I thought that a while ago the minimum wage was passed to like $12 but what I didn't understand was that 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 was I I mean I guess I might sound a little uneducated so educate me but I I feel like that was uh maybe I don't know all I know is that like it's still not like the minimum wage is still not federally set so states can set their own minimum wage and the fact that like seven dot like you know what you just said that number for Pennsylvania like who's supposed to who's supposed to live off of that how you gonna live? Where? It, 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 <laughs> not where. Like, yes, it, it's just really crazy to me. And again, this country is built off of the middle class. And it's like, you know, you make $7.23 and bitch, the, the government take half of it. Okay? It's crazy. And, it's just it's, like I don't I don't understand it, um, and yeah I just which is why I'm just again just blessed that I, I have a job I'm able to maintain myself and you know I, I it's just I I really do 
my heart goes out to like single mothers with three children it, it's just like I don't understand how people are supposed to make it in this world and you know people really are counting on that you know relief those checks uh, that help can make a difference to put food on the table to keep a roof over their heads and, and the fact that people are arguing about this and I get it these these senators you know they they want to fight for but like let's think about what this bill and what this money can do for these people that are out here struggling like mm-hmm. struggling like for me I just came back from a trip from Rhode Island and I like got off of 95 I was like in my way to, to to the city of Philadelphia and like 95 was like backed up so I was like you know what let me just drive through you know Kensington North Philly to get like to my area of the city and I haven't drove through that area in such a long time since I like went to Temple and when you see some of these areas in these major cities that literally look like a war zone like dilapidated the, just dilapidated like, the mm-hmm. the the opioid uh pandemic that is facing this country as well like you see that you see it, it just was like truly heartbreaking and i'm like this can't be the city that i live in like this mm-hmm. this can't be like 20 minutes from where i live it's just really crazy and there are really people suffering here and a lot of the time stuff gets caught up o- on the political level and, and they forget about the actual people that right. are affected that it, it it's just so crazy to me it's crazy, and it literally is crazy. Like you got, like I mean, you have these senators that are that they're put in office to help their constituents, and then as soon as they rise to power, they start forgetting about all of that. And when something like this comes along their desk, like this one point nine trillion dollar package, it's like no minimum wage being raised fifteen dollars. No, we don't want that for our for our state because what's going to happen then is like our corporations and all our businesses are going to have to put out more money uh, to pay people and that's going to that's going to take money out of our pocket and it's just like you're 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 lost in the sauce like that's not you're, you're a senator because you're supposed to be serving the people not not your general interest and not your the people that are lobbying you all that like it's just it's, it's crazy. just it's, it's a mess it's a mess and you're right like there really is no reason for such disparity within within cities like we're supposed to be one of the richest countries in the world then why the hell are like like you said mm-hmm. like why is there um uh, houses in a, a neighborhood that is languishing with an economic disparity whereas like the one like 10 minutes away people are thriving like right like, how does that make let's, sense make that make sense talk, it doesn't make any sense child let's talk about the public school systems in this country okay yes. <laughs> and you talk about the 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 dis, like the the i can't even talk you talk about the wealth gap you talk about the the disparagement and it's like yeah look at our public school system look at the people that can afford private school for their children that like you know automatically put them ahead for somebody that is just sends their children in public school and somebody that can afford to send their kids to private school it, it, it's just like there is it's a, a fundamental economic breakdown and it's not mm-hmm. something by chance it's something that was built into the fabric of this country and the more yep. that we talk about it the more that we recognize it the more that we do better about it is when change can affect but not kind of fighting over these bit like you know what I mean it, it's just like miss me with all of that bullshit I'm a social worker I'm in these houses i see these children i see what the hell is going on and it's it's sad and again like you said we're supposed to be one of the most richest most powerful countries in the world bitch we see what happened in texas and we see people lining up 
at a spigot hole to put water in a bucket to take back to their house. How the hell are we the richest country <laughs> in the world? Like, make it make sense. And you got you got freaking Ted Cruz a child into Cancun. Like what? Child. The- <laughs> Child. You tried to say I was just trying. I was just dropping. You just, no, just not with that big ass off. bag. Not with that. Bit. Ain't no overnight bag. And listen, I'm a gay man. You so bitch, drop over- your kids off at Sally's house down the street. You drop your kids off at the Chuck E. Cheese down the freeway. You do not drop your kids off in Cancun. Okay. Like, are you and kidding we see- me? We've seen the text messages, Cancun Cruise. Anyway, I, listen, we can go on and on and on. But let's keep oh this casualty God. moving. I have saw an interesting story uh, this week about Lionel Richie. You know, the soul singer. He got a new girlfriend. Not even new. Uh, but I just thought it was interesting that uh, Lionel girlfriend and his girlfriend, Lisa P. I, I'm not even going to pretend to pronounce her name. Um, you know, they're in oh, love. Gee, at, Harry Chee, something, like that. something like that. Thank you. Because I would have said Parutiti. Um, <laughs> but what is so interesting about this relationship between Lionel Richie is that like Lionel Richie is 71 years old and Miss Lisa is 30 years old and when I did a little bit more digging baby they've been together since 2014 um so she's 30 now do the math I was just like now what the hell like that is a little interesting um but Mm -hmm. I mean I do believe love is love and love has no gender has no uh age no anything so I I am not opposed to that but it is interesting when you look at his daughter Nicole Richie who's 39 when you look at his other daughter uh what's her name uh Sophie Richie who's 22 it's just like and you said 71, Lionel. I mean, that is a, a bit of an age gap. Um, but they are two consenting adults. So you could do what you want. But I am like, I, like, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel about my grandfather dating somebody that's younger than me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I'm, you know, like I, I try not to be judgmental when it comes to stuff like this, but I think it just, it just happens naturally. I mean, forty years is a lot of time. I, like, where do y'all time. meet? Like, where do you, I, like, I just, I don't know. Like, where do you meet? And so, again, I don't know them personally, so it's like, love is love. However, I just pretend that I, oh, you know, I just pretend that I'm Nicole Richie, and I, yeah, that would be problematic for me. And I, I just put myself in, like, the shoes of, like, the child. And so, for me, it's just like, what do y'all have in common? Where did y'all meet? Yeah. And how can I, like, ensure that you're not with my dad for this lifestyle like that for me that's just what i think of but then at the same time it's like lionel richie's of sound mind so he can make his own decisions so i don't know but then i also think about people like and the fact that people sometimes just naturally like younger people and vice versa like some people just prefer to date older i mean i don't know if i would date that old but it is like it i mean some people that's just how some people like to get down I just uh, the thing that the thing that always comes back to for me because at the end of the day you're right like they are both consenting adults right like I mean 30 years old is young but it's also it's not like you're not you're not dumb at that point like you know what you're doing you know what I mean like 30 years is you've had some experience I would I would imagine in 70 years I mean you've definitely been around the block numerous (laughs) times so you know what it is 
I, but the thing that always I always come back to is the fact that when he was 40 years old, she wasn't born. That's the thing that comes that right. I come back to. Or when and she was in second grade, that. when she was in second grade, he was 41. Right. Right. It's just like, what's going on? What's going on? Like, it's like y'all from two different times. Like, a generation is considered to be like, what, 20 years? That's two generations ahead of you. That's two generations. Like she's a, she's a whole millennial, and he is definitely a baby boomer. And it's just I was like, like oh, listen, okay, and doing for the me, boom boom with the boomers. Uh, child, <laughs> and the Cold War has ended. Um, <laughs> for me, I again, I'm all for love is love for consenting yes, adults, no yes. matter what race, no matter what gender, like whatever. I'm fine with that. But sometimes I feel like it's definitely a double standard when it comes to situations like this. I feel like it's more common to see a man be an older man be with a younger woman mm-hmm. and it's more like yeah. uh, socially accepted in this climax a uh, climax in this like you know in our culture <laughs> well. okay ch- ch- you know what <laughs> and but when you see a woman uh, of a certain age with a younger man it, it's it, I don't know I feel like society tends to look down upon it so i did a little like research right it's weird and i was like looking at uh couples with notably different age gaps and some of the people that i felt was like jay-z and beyonce they've got a 12 year age gap now i feel like 12 years is more appropriate than 40 yeah but you know when beyonce was 20 like you know she met jay-z was 32 then there's also leonardo dicaprio and his girlfriend uh camilla moore and there's a 23 year age difference he's 42 she's 22 first of all i thought leo was with rihanna what's up with that and rihanna where that eighth album um i know that like that happened real f- like she just be dating people in a flat i like, listen I love it. First of all, I was here for the billionaire boyfriend, okay? That's what I was here for. Then we've got Nick Jonas and his wife. I ain't even going to try to pronounce her name because if I would say it, a child, I was going to say, what's the seasoning? Paprika. Not paprika. Okay. They've got an 11 year age difference and you know she's older but they said that Nick Jonas loves to date older women so I, like you know but again I feel like 11 years is you know kind of it's like, in, I mean, it's, you know it's, it's right it's manageable. Then we've got Ellen DeGeneres with her wife Portia. Ellen is 15 years her senior. Then we've got Matthew McConaughey and his I believe it's his girlfriend Camilla Ives. They're 13 years apart. <laughs> then I thought this is funny. Scott Dickus or Dick, how, you know Scott from the Kardashians. Dickus, Dickus, Dixis. Because mind you, in my mind he's a dick, so I just say Scott Dickus. Dickus. Um, you know he is or was dating Lionel Richie's daughter Sophie Richie, and they've got a 15 year age gap. And you know she's mm-hmm. 22, so that's interesting. Then there's Heidi Klum and her husband Tom with a 16 year age gap. And and, you know, she's older. So there's just a lot of, there's a lot of Maybe age it's gap. a celebrity thing. Maybe, like, the life is just, like, different over there. And, like, what you know, it's sometimes, I mean, I feel like dating as a celebrity can be hard in general because you always wonder if someone is just there for the status, for the fame, for the money. And so whenever you find someone, especially if it's another celebrity, even if there is a bit of an age gap, it's like, I mean, well, we're kind of, like, within the same lifestyle, within the same realm. So I'd rather date you than just date some random person that I, you know, meet on the side of the road or whatever. So, like, I mean, oh, I, I guess I understand that. But, who, like... <laughs> who you met on the side of the road? <laughs> I mean, I, I've lived a life. No, I'm kidding. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, I... I, I 
I tend to agree with you. I think, you know, whatever. Love is love. And if people find each other at whatever point in their life they find each other, I just, I think just for me, I don't know. I mean, I never say never, right? Because, I mean, I don't know. I could I could meet someone tomorrow and they could be 50 years old and I just fall madly in love with them. And it's just, then I'm sitting here like, no, love is love. They can date whoever the fuck <laughs> they want. Like, so I could just be talking on my ass right now. But I just, I think, I think the thing that would probably like keep me from doing something like this is just the fact of like if i am because if they are if they are in love right like mm-hmm. i assume that that's something that means that you you don't intend on breaking up with this person which means that you're probably in this for the long haul and if we're just being honest lionel richie i mean black don't crack but 70 is no spring chicken so he right. probably doesn't have a lot more time left on the earth i mean he could probably have maybe a good like if he's healthy and he you know works out he might be able to make it to 100 years old so that's a good 30 years but I mean, that's only 30 years, and this girl is, what, 30? I mean, that means at 60, then she's going to be alone if he passes. It's just, like, I would hate to, like, put so much time into something, even if I loved somebody, and then be alone because because of the age gap. Because, you know, the one's going to go before here, the other, you know? I play devil's advocate, though. Tomorrow is not promised. So I yeah, feel like you got to yeah. you gotta treat every day like it's your last. And for me to be an openly gay black man, I don't ever want to, like, feel like I'm judging uh, somebody yeah. for their relationship. So for me, it's like, again, I say love is love. As long as it's two consenting adults, mm-hmm. um, I'm fine with it. And they've been together I, for a while, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, they've been together right since she was like 22 so my i guess again my where i feel like i judge at and it comes from a place of like i put myself as like lionel richie's son and if he were dating somebody like that's where i just get protective as like do you have the best interest of my dad Mm -hmm. at heart and so i guess again we just the outside spilling the casual tea looking in um so that's really where my judginess comes from it's not even judginess it's just a a place of concern where like you know if i'm sophie or i'm nicole and this girl is child she could be my best friend from summer camp um that's just Mm -hmm. where i i have it but again lionel richie can make his own decisions so i mean it is what it is but it is just an interesting topic um that you know sometimes you know people that it happens a lot and a lot of people like look and stare and you know that you know it's just not talked about so i just was like oh that's a, a curious one what you got um i heard you got some big brother tea Oh, man. It has been quite the eventful week for us Big Brother fans. Uh, So Big Brother Canada, for those of you that don't know, is premiering soon. Um, Everybody knows that Big Brother Canada is considered to be a little better than Big Brother US, just in terms of casting, in terms of just like a lot of things. Um, And, you know, last year they did announce that they were going to go for... 50% 50% at minimum cast of black and indigenous people of color. So everybody's been really excited to see the cast. They dropped the cast on Wednesday, right? They did a good yes. job. I mean, there, we've got, we've got uh, two gay men up in there. Yeah, We've got like a, a, a lesbian up in there. We've got a trans woman up in there. Uh, we've got at least five black people, I believe, up in there. So it's probably the most diverse cast that Big Brother, North American Big Brother, has ever had. Like, within, like, the past 20 years like since ever um so a lot of people started doing some digging into the only straight white male on the cast um and unfortunately they were able to find a few things 
and a few allegations did come out. Ooh. I think mm. there was this, the thing that started it all was this comment that appeared under the YouTube video that they posted of like, you know, the cast does like the little intro videos, little intro packages. They found a comment under that YouTube um, video saying, oh, I knew this guy. He was actually very horrible. He went to my high school. He beat up this black kid, also called him the N-word with the hard R. Mm. Um, he got expelled from the school, but his parents who had a little bit of influence were able to reverse the expulsion and make it a suspension instead he also has had numerous sexual um assault allegations against him uh people have tried to go to the principal of that high school uh and the principal kind of just swept it under the rug because he was an athlete at the time um and so all of these people more and more stuff kept coming out about this about ethan is this guy's name People actually went to production, like the ones that were actually involved with this person went to production and said, you guys need to really reconsider, especially if you're trying to go for a cast that's supposed to be, you know, the most diverse and inclusive cast ever. You don't want this person on your cast because he does not represent any of that stuff. And so things, shit just kind of hit the fan. And then the very next day, Global TV um, released a statement on Twitter pretty much saying, yeah, so it's come to our attention that a lot of... um, allegations and accusations have been made against this person and while not everything has been proven at this time we decided that it's just not in our best interest to continue with this person in the castle so we will wow. be replacing him as soon as possible so this guy hasn't even gotten in the house yet because I think they moved in yesterday on Saturday um, and he already has been cut from mm. the cast now the thing I- about Big Brother Casting is that they have they have, recru- uh, they have um, alternates you know, in line, just in case something like this happens. And so they immediately replaced this guy with somebody named Kyle, another straight white man, because, I mean, that's kind of like how casting works. Um, and people, uh, another story about this new person has also come up. Um, this guy that went to middle school with him talked about how he was bullied and how he was sexually assaulted. And this guy also knew about it um, and he didn't do anything about it. And so now this person has been uh, trying to get production, production's attention and trying to get this person off the cast as well. So it's just been a crazy, crazy past couple of days in the Big Brother community. And I really don't know what's going to happen next. I don't know if this next guy is going to get replaced again. I, I, I honestly don't know. But it's been it's been crazy. I mean, I applaud production for being so swift and quick with getting rid of Ethan after all this stuff came out about him, especially since there were multiple people coming forward with allegations about him. Because um, it just shows that they're kind of trying to put their money where their mouth is and right. being inclusive. So. I love that, and I respect that so much to have a, in a real-time response. But I'll be mm-hmm. honest, and this this might be an unpopular opinion, but this is a safe place for us to talk. So I'm curious to know your opinion. So mm-hmm. l- let's just say that s- some of the things in Ethan's past are true. Um, and in and, and the society that we live in of this cancel culture and that, like, you know, we want to call these Karens out and we want to call these people out, which I think is great. Like, you know, there we, we need to. But in that same breath, how and, and again, I'm just asking the question, how can we as a society allow these people to grow to mm-hmm. change and to yeah. learn if we are 
canceling them now yeah. you, like you know i'm not saying like what any like if like if any of all that stuff that he did was wrong like yes but my mm-hmm. m- my question is is that and again I, I this is and i feel like this is how the, the past president got into office was that like we as like you know this like oh you did this ah uh-uh, you done and then we're just done with those people and in our minds like okay we can be done with them but guess what they're still people and and they still move and like you know and so they I still just, have I, a life to lead and yes yeah, exactly and so like like I just my question I guess is like for this cancel culture movement like okay after we cancel them what do we expect of them like are they supposed to do nothing with their life like and again I and I'm just asking this question but I always come from a place of love a place of compassion because I'm from a marginalized group that I my voice is rarely heard I'm rarely seen I'm rarely represented so I'm used to being at the bottom and so Mm -hmm. on some way shape or form when these type of people get called out get canceled they they somewhat can feel what it's like to be me and mm-hmm. so the, the type of person that I am is that like I I don't I, I come from a place of love so it's like you know we in the face of adversity sometimes have to show love have to show compassion because if we don't sometimes I feel like when you cancel these people it just fuels their fire it just mm-hmm. makes them feel like it just they stay on the side that they were already on and they get these supporters that support them and, and instead of like you know again calling them out we good at that but I think that it, it, it is a stronger and it, it's a more harder stance for us to call them in. Mm-hmm. And yep. I don't know. I just am curious on like, and don't get me wrong. I don't think that he should be on the cast, but who's to say that he did those things in his adolescence has learned from that has extremely remorseful. And who's to say that his story could not have possibly touched somebody that was like him five years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just mm-hmm. feel like sometimes yeah. we, in us trying to be the crusaders of good, we do damage and we do damage that sometimes is can cause more harm. So, mm-hmm. and again, I don't know the answer to this. I'm just like, I, that's just what popped up into my, to my mind when you were saying that, that like, I, I really do wonder um, because... Yeah, in my life, I've been faced with a lot of these things in the sense that, like, I've been associated or I've been friends with people that have done some questionable things. And the public has called on me to to call this person out and to denounce my friendship with the people. And my thing is, like, I, I, what that person eats does not make me shit. And our relationship Mm -hmm. has nothing to do with the things that they have done. And don't, that's not to say our relationship has not been greatly affected by the things that they have done. But also, it has caused us to have a more deeper conversation and us as friends able for me to, like, say, hey, these are some of the things that are problematic. Like, what are your thoughts on it how can we talk about this how can we like you know and yeah. i don't know it's it's just such an interesting topic that i can relate to because i've kind of seen it happen and I, like I, I i don't know what the answer is and yeah so i just like I, what's your response yeah i mean I, it's 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 hard it's tricky i don't really have that much of an answer either and I, but it's something that i think about a lot of the time too like there has to be some level of conversation and because that's how 
that's how things actually change. That's how people learn, right? That's how we are able to progress as a society. And so when this guy gets kicked off the cast because of the stuff that has come up from his past, on one hand, it's very easy to say, yeah, um, he did this in high school. You're definitely old enough to know right from wrong in high school. The kid's also 22, so that means that he was in high school, you know, four years ago. You know what I mean? So he could have at least, if he if he had done this in his senior year of high school, this would have been four years ago that this had happened. So definitely old enough to know right from wrong. Anybody calling someone the N-word, especially with the hard R, like... You, you, clearly you got something going on and they they, prop, they, they need to be removed from the cast. Um, on a, on a, um, but on the other end, it's like, okay, well, time has passed. Is it possible that this person was able to learn, become a little bit more cultured, have more people in his life? Um, is, is it possible that change could have occurred at this point in time? And it, I mean, it's certainly possible. I don't think that anybody is beyond redemption. I don't think that, I don't think that anybody is just, I think that people are people and there are, there are some effed up people in this world, truly. And then there are some good people in this world. And then there are people in between. And then, you know, people learn and they, they, there's an ebb and flow to someone's personality. Right. right? And so I, I think that it's definitely possible that this person could have learned. I think what makes it hard, especially in this day and age, is that there are so many people that, I mean, like like yourself and I, that have been marginalized, that have been persecuted, that have had to wait so long to have a point in time where we can actually speak and have a voice. That now that we actually have people that are willing to listen to us, it's hard for us to. Sit, it's hard for some of us to sit back and be like, let's give this person more time. Let's let's give this person a chance when I haven't been given that same that same right. grace. And it's hard for people to like want to. Ex- Extend that right. that grace to someone else, especially when those when those people have been benefiting from the from the statutes of society in the long run. So it's 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 hard to tell people to just like be patient. Now, me on the other hand, I tend to agree with you. I tend to be more patient than most people. I tend to try to want to give people a chance. But I also understand why that can't always be the standard, especially right. in a case like this. Now, like now, like I like to I, I like to make this comparison. Like, so what happened with Ethan happened on a TV show, right? Right. Would the same thing have happened if this were his job? So if someone were to come up and say, uh, if, like, if I were to go to um, this person's supervisor, Ethan's supervisor, wherever he was and say, oh, yeah, back in high school, he beat up a, a black kid and caught him the N-word with the hard R. The person at that job would probably be like, okay, well, we probably are going to need like a little bit more substantial evidence before we're going to take any like sort of like action against this person because he's been a stand-up employee and we haven't really seen anything, any kind of, you know, behavior from him yet. So we don't really find it fair to fire him. Now that's, that's a job. That's probably what's, well, that's probably what would happen at his place of employment. Now because this is TV and TV is nothing but image. Right. And reputation. They simply could not allow this to continue because it's like, if we let this person on the cast, after all of these people are coming forward with all of these stories, yeah, no. especially when in this season, when we're supposed to be trying to be inclusive as hell, it just doesn't work. It doesn't mix. And so I understand why Big Brother Canada chose to make this decision. On one hand, yeah, like, I mean, if he's out here calling people the N-word, then yeah, like, he probably is. Do you stop being racist in four years? I don't know. Probably not. Right. <laughs> but so my thing is, it's not so I, I guess my question is not so much opposed. It's not so much based exactly on this model of example of Big Brother. It's just more like so in general and general. But and again, 
devil's advocate. Say this person has, and again, not necessarily him. This is just subject A of this conversation. Say subject A has come from a rural white area, never had any diversity in his life. And so like, you know, they listen Mm -hmm. to these Drake songs, they use the N-word, and like, you know, he could possibly be problematic. He gets cast on a show that has 50% diversity, has people of color, has two gay men on the show. And he gets on this cast and creates these bonds and these relationships that maybe he would have never been able to have in this rural place that he's from and his the out his outlook on life and his trajectory has now been altered because he has actually had like time to spend with people outside of his community and this changes his outlook like you, yeah. you 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 like so Let's not forget that that is an actual possibility. Now, I'm not saying exactly for this case, but I am just saying in this the case of like when we cancel people, it's like we like, don't get me wrong. I think that there absolutely needs to be repercussions. There absolutely needs to be consequences uh, for people that that do things that are racist that that. But at the same time. Bitch, we just done with them. Like we, yeah. like we, they're just off to the side of the road, and there's no more. Like, how can we? Like, for me, that it's, is a recipe to grow more toxic behavior. Yeah, it's 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 hard. I mean, I I think it, because it's it's so hard to separate those instances from the people that are just going to be racist the day they die, and it's so right. hard to to have that discernment. Um, it's kind of like what would ha- like we we t- we spoke a little bit about it last time with like the whole thing that's going on with the Bachelor and how people are really upset with the girl because she was seen in pictures with, at plantation parties, and a lot of people are coming to that girl's defense saying like, well, that's just what happens in the South. Like, it doesn't mean that they're trying to celebrate racism or slavery. That's just like plantation parties are a thing in the South, and that's just how it is. Um, so it's hard to like separate people that don't really know any better because that's all they've grown up with and what they've known versus the people that are downright, you know, the, the, the pitch for Ku Klux Klan members, right? But I think the thing that the thing that I always come back to is even if you don't know, like even if you are ignorant to it, like at some point you are going to be educated and it's all about what you do with that education. There are some people that like to get defensive and they're like, no, I don't like being told that I'm wrong. I've been doing this my entire life and it's, I'm not racist or whatever. This is just how I am. There are people that are going to act like that. And those people, I mean, then you're going to, I mean, a, a hard head makes us off behind. That's just, that's just the end of the tale okay. there. Then there are the people that, you know, are that that are going to try to actually learn and change the behavior and realize that like the critique that you're getting isn't because people are just out here trying to cancel you and there are those people that are just blindly canceling i agree with you there are definitely people that are just that are just they're just revolutionaries for the sake of being revolutionaries without a cause you know rebel without a cause right um but if there are people that are genuinely seeking change and trying to understand the other side, I think I think that we are getting to a point as a society where we are able to make those distinctions. I think right now we're just we're in the middle of a pendulum shift where we were swinging so far one way, now we're in the middle of swinging back the other way, and that means that there's going to be some overcorrection every now and then, and that's just the nature of the beast, right? And all we can really do is have con- conversations like this yes. that begin to that begin to temper the environment so that when there are situations that happen like the Big Brother Canada situation there are there is a bit more of a dialogue versus alright get his ass up out of here he didn't say he said right. the word even though even though 
technically speaking, none of us know if that shit is true or not. Even Global right. TV was like, Global TV was like, we haven't been able to prove any of this, but we, but we don't want no heat, no smoke. We don't we want don't, the like, headache. You know, we, yeah, right. We don't want the headache. We just want to, we just want to move forward. Which I think ultimately for a business is the best decision. It, right. It's absolutely. Yeah. But again, so I just hard. think that. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's a deeper conversation. So I'm that it's just a conversation that I, again, I, and I'm not saying I'm right and I'm not wrong. And I'm saying there are definite times in my life when I see stuff and I'm like, Oh no, bitch, cancel that bitch. Cancel her. Cancel him. <laughs> but at the same time, I, when I have time to reflect and when I have time to actually think about it, like, you know, I, you know, I'm a lover. I'm a Pisces. We are emotional. We're spiritual. I mm-hmm. like to offer empathy. I like to lead with love. I like, again, like I, I know what it's like to be right. marginalized. I know what right. it's like. So I, again, but I know there are people that will be dis- that will disagree. And like, yeah, but I'm curious to know your thoughts, Purple Pants Posse. So let us know. But let's keep it moving on. And we talk about diversity. We talk about representation. Let's talk about T.S. Madison. Yes. So yes. any of you guys who do-, do not know who T.S. is, T.S. Madison is has come a long, long way. She is once an, an adult a film star, you know, she had a website, well, has a website, it's called the big, the big bitch.com and she is a a black transgender woman who oftentimes because they are black and they are transgender they are forced into the adult uh, film or adult or they're forced into sex work or adult film industry that's really a, a, a huge option for our black trans women in this community um, and you know she started out that way and she really kind of evolved she became a YouTube star people really liked loved her she was outspoken you know she really notably rose to fame when she had this YouTube show with Kaya my neck my back the queen the queen's court and they had a huge falling out she still pressed forward with that now it's the the supreme no it's the oh my god I, I don't know why I'm tripping but it is the the queen's supreme court where she had as guests mm-hmm. come on her show and it's really an entertaining um a really entertaining show. I've been really watching T.S. Madison probably since like 2015. Um, I really loved her YouTube videos. I really liked following her on Instagram. She's got a lot of celebrity friends and notably she is breaking barriers for the trans women community but specifically the black female trans community. She is going to be one of Mm -hmm. the first to have her own reality show, but not just her own reality show. T.S. is executive producing. And when I say I'm screaming from the top of my lungs because me as a black queer person in this community who is often never shown, never uh, appreciated, I do recognize my privilege in the LGBTQ community as being a a gay man um, and when we look at our community uh, the transgender women specifically our women of color are the last to be talked about are always the most forgotten I can't tell you I believe in the city of Philadelphia right now we have I think in 2021 there's over 20 homicides of black transgender women that are unsolved from 2021 alone and we it's only February 28th they are routinely killed murdered no one's talking about there are so many cold cases and people just forget about them and for T.S. to T.S. Medicine to come from Miami Dade County uh, to become a transgender woman to work 
to be a sex worker, to be an adult film star. And then, and a lot of the times, you know, first of all, and women in general, first of all, love the transition, Black History Month to Women's Month. So, yes. Um, mm-hmm. One, women in general have a hard time transitioning from the adult film world to TV and movies but they can do it they they've done it especially white women do it all the time but for TS to be a black trans woman to be able to make that jump to mainstream and then to have her own TV show and that she's executive producing baby we gotta give the flowers when the flowers are deserved and so I just I had to put that on the topic and just kind of like go into my large monologue about TS Madison Yes, I um I found out about T.S. Madison through this um, podcast called Risk, and it's essentially a podcast where people come on and tell stories that they never thought that they would tell. Um, and you know, every podcast has like a a uh, a theme to it. And uh, she had appeared on two podcasts where she talked about um her experiences working the streets in Miami, Florida as a as a trans gender uh black woman and all of this sex work that she had been involved with and i instantly fell in love with her i thought she was just so charismatic a fantastic storyteller and just someone just full of such life and experience and just you know you just knew that she had stories to tell and that she always wasn't invited to to tell them so i instantly fell in love with her and then i you know I, i started to look her up a little bit more and find you know research her and see what she was all about and she's been so involved with um the wild presents community i mean she's now uh guest judged on drag race a couple of times i think she's going to be on this upcoming episode actually um she uh uh, has she had her own little show on the Wild Presents Network where she would just drive around a bunch the of drive around? Yes, I yes. love that. Show. Welcome to my boober service. Yes, yes. yes. She she's just fantastic. Um, I'm I'm so proud that she's going to have her own show because this is something that she literally has been working for. Like she's started this whole the the whole online presence um, with the podcasting and her her own website, and now she had her own show where she invited all these people, and then she had she had Kaya on. And then her and Kaya kind of fell out, and Kaya ended right. up being real trans. Just so messed up how Kaya right. was like, yeah. pretty much on the show. And then all of a sudden, when they falling out, then all this stuff like, oh, you're trying to be a woman and you're not. Like all this transphobia came out after you break up with. Like get the hell out of here, fuck. And and oh, sorry, T.S. Madison, <laughs> right? And T.S. Madison brought you back up, like you know, exactly. You, like you know, like, she wasn't really nobody checking for you. And nobody was checking for you. Let's also say that TS has done this. And mind you, um, just so people know, uh, her like TS clearly stands for transsexual. Um, and, and sometimes people feel that is can be derogatory. However, uh, TS's, TS Madison's nickname is TS. Like a lot of people, like her friends, like, you know, they will refer to her as TS. So if you hear her say, us saying that, it's only because we are a part of the Maddie mob and whatever. Uh, but. Mm. Also, just to say, T.S. has done this and created all this stuff out of her fucking basement in her home. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes, like, yes. like, just like, you know, like she is on her grind. And again, I just say me as a queer person of color, like T.S. is somebody that I look up to, that I model yes. myself after, like, you know, and I would be lying if I did not it's, say that. Yes. I, I just feel like the, the gravity of the situation, like the fact that this woman was literally in sex work like you can find her videos online if you want to and the fact that she is getting signed to have her own reality tv series like 
that doesn't normally happen. Not at like, all. Like, if anything, I would expect that kind of thing to happen. I think we talked about this before. I would expect this kind of thing to happen from someone. I mean, we've seen this kind of thing happen. Like, from Paris Hilton to Kim right. Kardashian. Right. Right. And these, these women are, like, mega millionaires now. And this woman, like, we never see this kind of stuff happen with a black trans woman. Like, it's just, I, I, I. I just I love this I love this yes. so much I, I'm so proud of her I know that a lot of people have, there were some people that had like an issue with the fact that they were that she was going to have um, Tiffany Pollard on the show because of the fact that Tiffany Pollard has just recently been involved with you know calling out this trans woman on whatever I don't even know what show she but was even on that that was uh, I feel like an isolated incident and kind of sort of like blown up a little bit um in no way shape or form do i feel like tiffany aka new york Pollard, is transphobic or against the lgbtq she, either, yeah. she has made her career off of being uh, like uh tiffany would not be who she was without the gays like 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 let's just no, be clear she would not however again comes back to this cancel culture like you know people are human we make mistakes we say shit if we get drunk that like is not appropriate sometimes, but it does not cancel all like of the work. And let's not also go to say that like T.S. Madison is not problematic free. She's got her own issues in the gay community yep. as well. Yep. So I'm not saying like we are. I don't agree with all the decisions and everything that she has done. But what I am saying is what this does for representation, what her story means, what her journey means is something that, you know, it is worth taking the time to appreciate. And I like, you know, I want to give my flowers where they're due. Um, so, yeah, it's amazing. Um, just keeping the, the the tea rolling. I wanted to talk about Jeep, you know, the car Jeep and the Cherokee Nation. Um, and this was something that I was like, ooh, okay. So it looks like <laughs> for the first time, the Cherokee Nation is asking Jeep to change the name of Cherokee and the Grand Cherokee vehicles. Um, ooh, excuse me, little Bert. I'm sure this comes from a place that is well intended, but it does not honor us by having our name plastered on the side of the car, said Chuck Hopkins Jr., who is the principal chief of the Cherokee Nation, told car and driver in a written statement responding to our request for comments on the issue. The best way to honor us is to learn about our sovereign government role in this country, our history, culture language and having a meaningful and having meaningful dialogue with federally recognized tribes and cultural appropriateness okay and i think it's also important that we bring up when we talk about like the this is that for jeep the where is my little article hold on one second that the Jeep Cherokee is Jeep's biggest selling vehicle, and the Cherokee is its third biggest selling model. Together, vehicles made up more than 40% of Jeep's total sales in 2020. And I think that this is kind of major um, that the, the chief of the Cherokee Nation is telling Jeep, stop using our name and we've seen this time and time again with you know football teams we've seen this on baseball teams we've seen this with syrup um Mm -hmm. and i i I think it's a great thing um and what i respect more about this is that one the chief of the cherokee nation he not first of all he not even saying y'all need to cut us a check (laughs) okay what he's saying is 
Stop using us. Stop exploiting us, okay? And if, you know, because then Jeep responded saying that, you know, we thought that we were paying respect and we've only show so much love and respect. And the the Cherokee Nation is saying, no, baby, if you want to show us respect, okay, like learn about our sovereign government, learn about our role in the country, learn about our languages, learn about our code, like let's have a meaningful dialogue. Mm-hmm. And you, I just I, and, and mind you again when I saw this article I like went online and child I, I saw I, I I went down the rabbit hole and I I saw so many negative comments like oh my God what is this country turning into with its freedom of speech God well I guess we have to change everything in this country oh, no girl. like I, and I'm just like you know what. But uh, why and th- why and why like why does that affect you so much? I don't like, listen. The people that are complaining, it's like, oh, so your day is going to be ruined because this group of people are saying, actually, we don't want this to be named after us anymore because I feel like it doesn't really do. It's not doing what you. It's not the hit that you think it is, girl. It's just not. Oh, okay, your like so your whole day is going to be ruined because you can no longer call this thing a Jeep or a Cherokee. Like, what's wrong with you? It sounds like psychosis. And like, it's crazy it, to me. And it's just crazy to think that, like, you know, people that live in America have that stance on it when when you actually think about, like, where America came from, when we think about the land. Like, you know, it's like the the fact that you would even open your mouth to say that is kind of crazy to me. Um, and I just was like, yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for paying respects and paying homage. And for real, for real, I'm sorry uh, to the, the chief of the Cherokee Nation. Child, y'all need to be asking for a check. Because one, we talk about uh, we, we talk about slavery rep, reparations, honey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Listen, let's not even talk about what this nation in this country has done to these tribes these indigenous people uh force them it, 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 it's just crazy to me um and so yeah i i am all here for it i i hope that jeep makes the correct and appropriate changes i hope that they do have meaningful dialogue and i hope that they do take from what this chief is saying respectfully and i hope that they do honor their wishes and for real yes. for real bitch cut the check yeah yeah 45 think- years 45 years yeah. you've been using my goddamn name out <laughs> exactly exactly like i mean if my name is on it then i then i own it shit like I think a lot of people just forget, like, it, like people think, oh, well, oh, well, they're they're naming it after that because you know they're just it's just they're 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 trying to honor the the Cherokee no. Nation. Like, no, they're not. They're not. You're like, not. They named it after that because like they 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 view it as something that like they don't see these people as people. Like they're they're sort of like been added to like the the mythology of the United States, right? Like they they view it as something it's not like these people aren't like a fairy tale. Like these people right. are real. And a lot of them were killed off and there are less of them today because of the crap that your ancestors did. Mm. Like so you're not you're not naming it in their honor. You're naming it that because you think it's just like this cool name that you heard from right. this You're cool naming it as a, mythical people as a conqueror. That, like, okay, yeah. Right. <laughs> like that's not. That's not. No, no, no. Yeah. So I, I thought that was an interesting topic, and I, 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 I love to see stuff like this. And it's like, yes, this country is changing, and we are. We 
again, this country is built off of the backs of people of color, and it makes non-people of color uncomfortable when we talk about things like this. And yeah, no, guess what? This is this is the this is their lives. This is like, you know what I'm saying? And let's not even talk about the alcoholism, the drug use that has been brought upon them, given everything that has happened. Like, it, it, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's there's just so much. Mm-hmm. There's so much conversation that we don't talk about. And like, yes, this country is built off of the back of people of color and indigenous people. And we don't like to talk about it. We just that we just act like, bitch, we was here. It's just always been like this. Like, no, baby. Nope. Christopher Columbus did not find this place, honey. Like, I, I don't recognize Columbus Day. Like, that, no. Like, mm-hmm. this was here. No. These were people, these people, like, it, it, it's just crazy to me. Um, but again, I, I think it's a conversation that we need to have, and I would love to hear more people's thought on it. Um, also, on the tea that I have is, and mind you, we keep this short because it ain't really much to it, Kim and Kanye getting a divorce. Okay. Which, which, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, we kind of just it, all we, knew that was going to happen. So this is what I will say. They lasted a lot longer than what I thought they would last. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They and did, they did. Un- unpopular opinion. This the one question I'll ask about this subject is I really feel like Kim has shielded Kanye from so much stuff in the last like five, six years that I don't feel like people like appreciate, like people hate on the Kardashians all they want. But I really feel like if Kanye was off doing this crazy stuff and did not really have like a Kim with him, he, I don't think that he would have been able to recover as how he has been able to recover. That's just my opinion. I mean, the, the man is, not well all the time. I mean, it would be, 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 he's opened up about his bipolar disorder and how that has affected his life, his art, his his marriage, his his home life, his 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 um everything, his behavior, everything. Uh, and we know that he hasn't always been adhering to whatever it is that he's supposed to be adhering to, whether it be therapy, whether it be medication, or a combination of both. Whatever it is, we know that he doesn't always adhere to whatever structure is set in place to help him manage his illness. And so he, you know, he does things that are not great all the time. And I'm trying, I'm using my words carefully because I don't like to, <laughs> you know, I mean, you, you know, you, you want to make sure that you're being as respectful as possible when right. it comes to people that have mental illnesses. So I'm trying to be, I'm trying to be respectful, but at the same time, I'm also trying to be firm in that, like, clearly this guy is not always extremely invested in, being well or at least if if he is it doesn't always come off that way and so yeah i have no doubt that kim probably has seen a lot of stuff that we haven't even we probably haven't even seen the worst of it she's probably seen some off the wall stuff and at some point it's like do you want to deal with this for the rest of your life especially when you have kids involved or would you think that it's probably healthier for you and your children to sort of separate and do what you can to make sure that he gets the help that he needs and you you know maintain a healthy and stable life for your kids so look i'm not mad at the divorce i was never really that pleased with the marriage i never really saw with either of them saw each other but then again these are two people that i don't know so it is what it is as long as those kids are safe as long as those kids are fed and happy which they have no reason not to be because they're rich as hell then i don't really give a damn i don't give a shit what happens with these people like divorce stay married whatever you have to do as long as those kids are taken care of 
Right. And listen, they're going to be taken care of and fed because North is out on the Instagram making oodles and noodles on the stove. So listen, she is. And she's painting out here. And Kim and got she's painting. off when yes. people were like, that's like my, your daughter did not paint that. She was so pissed off. She was like, she yeah. painted this. <laughs> she's been very diligent in her work with like, yeah. But my here's my thing. Leave them babies alone. Stop coming for them kids. OK, because I ain't here for it. Um, but yes, and so the last and final topic of this week's casual tea is Miss Twitter. Uh, Miss Twitter has announced this, their model, uh, for the super follow. Now we all know Twitter is kind of sort of like the grandmother of these social medias. However, she might be the grandmother and I feel like she is the, matriarch of the social media family and I say that in the essence of that Twitter hasn't really advanced much as Mm -hmm. Facebook and Instagram and the TikToks and you know everything else that we got however I feel like she is the matriarch of these social media families because she hasn't changed much but baby her presence is felt and you know that it's it's a literally like her presence is felt there's so much that you can get from Twitter there's so like listen black Twitter is a real thing there's just so much that happens on Twitter and it's like you know it's crazy Um, and so they have announced this new uh, platform that would be super follow and it is where your followers could essentially pay for a subscription fee now this is the new trend in a lot of ways um, in this social media era where you know you pay a subscription for something when I first read it I really thought it was like I was like what the hell is Twitter doing like a OnlyFans but the more I, I really learned and educated myself it's really kind of more of a Patreon type of thing and that's really the platform that they're like coming for um, where it gives the creators a a chance to you know that have large followings on Twitter to be able to say like hey uh, if you support me like you know here is a place that you can get exclusive content and at first I was like hell no ain't nobody paying for tweets but the more I learned and the more I like you know did research on this I really was like excited to have this conversation with you uh, about this because you are a an amazing creator uh yourself Amon and has a large following on Twitter and you know you do so much and I, I feel that you can relate to me in the es- essence of you know we give so much to our online presence and like literally we just do it because it's fucking us like you know like mm-hmm. it's like our love for the show our love our personalities they shine through and that people have you know, been gravitated to us. However, you know, sometimes when we reach a certain, by no means do I feel like I'm at any level. Like, you know, I still feel like I'm hustling and bustling. Uh, but I do recognize that there are people that support me and that love me. And I try to produce content for them. However, it's a struggle for me at times to manage my personal life, to manage my living life, to manage my jobs that I have, to pay bills, to pay student loans. And so sometimes, like, you know, my social media presence takes such a huge hit because it's like, bitch, I'm living life. I'm a, a, a gay man of color that's trying to survive, that's dealing with mental health, that's dealing with bills, that's dealing with finances. So it's like, it's a lot for me. And so I, when I take a look at something like this, that basically it's like, you know, they want to, you know, for creators, like, you know, we're creators to be able to like monetize off of this. And 
I, I like, well, I was like, well, you know what? That's, that's an interesting subject. And when you think about these platforms, um, like Twitter, like, Instagram, like Patreon, like you think of HBO, you think of Showtime. They're going to these subscription-based type platforms. It seems like that could be the new model that we are moving in this digital age. And people, like, I don't know. It's an interesting concept Mm -hmm. because... You pay these subscriptions, like you, even YouTube. Like, you know, I have a YouTube subscription. Why? Because I hate the effing ads. It's annoying. And I will pay my little nine ninety nine, so I don't have to watch the ads. But at the same time, it's like, well, social media makes so much money off of us because they are using our data. And, you know, advertisements pay them millions and billions of dollars. You know, we could be on the phone talking about, oh, I want to go to the zoo. And the next thing you know, I'm scrolling through Instagram and the hell a zoo ad pops up on my Instagram. And so, you know, these social media giants make so much money off of this and the creators really get nothing from it and essentially these social media platforms are driven by the creators so if the creators are not creating anything what would these social media platforms be so i just think that twitter announcing this super follow really offers a huge conversation um I know I said a lot, but it offers it. There's just so much to break down the subscription based approach to like the free base approach, the creators being kind of sort of paid for like their creations. Then also kind of even talking about like how these social media giants, which we've seen in a lot of these network, like these documentaries, like Facebook and Instagram, how they literally like steal our data without our permission, sell them to advertisement companies and other publishing things and kind of use our data against us. There's just such a big following. But I, at first, was like, I would never do a super follow. But the more I think about it, I'm like, you know... It, it, it's like a Patreon and it's like, you know, giving mm-hmm. your your real fans that really support you exclusive content and the fact that if you are somewhat paid for it, it could maybe take a, a bill away. So maybe I don't have to focus on my part-time job so much and maybe my part-time job becomes myself and that I could give more. But for me, I'm always, I don't feel like I'm at a place where I have made it, it anywhere. So it's like, my thing is like, I just want to continue to pour my authentic self out there to the universe and get responses from it however i also am like well i i I don't know i grapple with that so i know i just said a lot but i'm curious to know what your thoughts are on the a million and trillion things that i just said yeah i mean the personality economy is starting to boom right like that you can create a name for yourself based off of your thoughts your ideas all of that stuff on the internet i mean that's that's pretty much what the influencer culture is i think that's that's like the positive side of the influencer culture, I think, is when people are able to economize their their thoughts and their beliefs. And but let me just interject way. real quick. But see, but the issue is, is that like, yes, and I just hate the influencer concept because for me, honestly, I feel like an influencer concept is a a white woman, a pretty white woman. And like that yes. can sell something. And it's like, you know, for someone like you and I, that does that model does not work for us. Like we just don't get looks and clicks off of our looks and whatever. Like our motto is ourselves. Our motto is our voice. And so like I always get annoyed at that Instagram. Instagram thing because it's just like for me I feel like I work so hard at just being truthful to myself as opposed to some girl who can just post a bikini like like so uh, that 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 assets that that 
aspect of it annoys me. And that aspect of like the super follow is something that maybe I like that. It's like, you know, people that have grown to like, anyway, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 no. Cause no, but I was, I was going to say that exactly. Like, I think that that's, I think the, when with the, the the positive of having something like this, where you can actually pay someone to see their tweets, which I think is probably the most powerful of all of these um, uh, subscription services, because like you're right, like with the with the Instagram, all all some of these girls have to do is just post a few photos every day, and then they get ads because they're pretty, and that's it. They're not really selling anything other than a pretty face that's, or that's, doing that's anything. Pretty much it. They're not doing anything exactly. All they do is they 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 serve they serve these looks, and then these companies will reach out to them to not only pay them but also for them to wear more clothes. So they're pretty much just right. like being pretty, and that's that's the thing, which I guess has always existed. I mean, that's what the modeling industry is, but people like, just have more access to it. Um, you know, but I speak for somebody like you <clears throat> who, when Big Brother is on who stays up 24 hours to watch the live feed, who doesn't wash for three days, who smells because they are watching wow. the live feed. And you are tweeting up a storm. And like, you know what I mean? And people respect your opinion on that. And like, you know, I like doing, I don't even watch, like, I don't even really like get into Big Brother. But because of you, you have made me intrigued into Big Brother. And honestly, bitch, I just like watching your tweets and hearing your, like, you know what I mean? Like, that, like for someone like you that actually puts time that like I, I don't know I just feel like you know you don't I don't feel like you truly get your roses or your flowers for right. the amazingness that you are and so I yeah yeah I mean I, no I, I mean I well thank you for that I mean I I, I have to go shower after this but um, <laughs> I no I I know I, that's what that, I agree with this I, I like the fact that Twitter is opening something like this up because yeah, I mean, people do spend a lot of time on social media, and if something, oftentimes, a lot of people will make will make the joke because Twitter is so entertaining. How can any of this be free? It doesn't seem fair. And while Twitter, in largely in part, is going to remain free because this is just a subscription service for people that would like to get extra content from people they follow. Right. It's not like think, you know. Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Yeah, it's, sorry. It's it's like it's like um, I. I, I I agree with people being able to monetize themselves in any kind of way that they see fit. Um, because yeah, if you are putting a lot of time and energy into this platform, like because mostly if a platform is free, it's because the money that they're making is by selling your information. Well, if they're going to uh-huh. do that, then I might as well I might as well get my cut and get okay. my point as well. So. I mean, the pe- it's people that keep Twitter alive. It's not Twitter itself. Like Twitter ain't right. nothing without the people that that are on it. So. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I, I think that this is a great. It, it's no different than a Patreon or a Twitch channel or a YouTube channel. But I think that I, I think what intrigues me the most about Twitter is that it's literally someone w- paying someone else to talk. They want to hear someone else's thoughts because the YouTube subscription subscription is so inconsequential, right? Like you don't really, you you don't really you spend any money by subscribing to somebody on YouTube. Twitch is a right. little bit more personal because you can send them money. You're, you're you're literally paying your money so that they can can keep creating and streaming the content that you want to see them stream. But I I love Twitter the most because it's literally like you want to know what's inside someone's brain and you're willing to pay for that. And I I love right. that. You know, so yeah, I think this is a great I, idea. I, 
I like it. I don't know if I would do a, I, I probably won't because I, I just feel like I'm just at the beginning stages of building whoever I am. And I feel like, you know, I just want to continue to just give myself. Um, but mm-hmm. I mean, there, there does come a, a point where sometimes it's like, wow, I, I do put a lot into this. And, you know, ultimately, like, I want to be an entrepreneur. Ultimately, like, I would love for my, my brand, myself, Bryce Isaiah, to be my empire that, like, you know, pays me. I just don't feel like I'm at that point. Uh, but do you ever feel like you're at that point? So I don't know. I just thought this was an interesting subject. However, Twitter, and hear me out if you're listening, I think that this is a great model. But before we do all of that, bitch, can we get an edit button? Can we edit our tweets just a little <laughs> bit? Because, like, you know, I'm not as, you know, I'm, you know, well-spoken, but... You, Sometimes, you know, I like to wet my whistle, Twitter, and I will put out a tweet <laughs> and baby, two minutes later, I will look and be like, how the hell did I spell my own name wrong? <laughs> no, I mean, I understood uh, Jack Dorsey's statement about it. He was like, look, like if we add an edit button, then that's going to leave anybody able to change whatever their original tweet was after accumulating a bunch of likes. So it could be something really funny and then they could change that tweet to... Uh, I'm a Nazi and then uh, everybody well, likes mean, it <laughs> true but I'm just saying like can we get a spell check like I'm just like you know child cause some kind of like there should be like I, I feel like if you if they add an edit button it needs to be an edit that's like available within like the first minute of the tweet being up Right. Yes. Yes. Just give me time because sometimes, like, I be like, "Yes, this is a fire tweet. It's getting traction." And then I look at it and I'm like, "Bitch, I didn't spell everything." Like, it looks Wrong. like, yep. I, like it, it's just like, girl. But I mean, but literally, that's how my brain works. I think faster than I type. So I like, I just yeah. So that like that like you know we get into super five, but let's just talk about an edit button. But <laughs> I'm here for all, it. Like, I want to edit okay. too. Yes. But yeah, so this was amazing. I loved this casual tea. If you enjoyed all of the conversations that we talked about this week on the casual tea with Aman and B, please let us know. Tweet us. Tell us what you agree with. Don't agree with. Please. We we is open for the conversation. And you know we'll be back in two weeks for some more casual tea. So definitely tweet at us. Get at us on the Instagram, the Purple Pants Podcast Instagram, and let us know what casual tea subjects you want to hear from us. But before we go, you know I got to ask the baby boy what's going on with you over there at Drag Race and where can the people follow you when you take your shower? Yes, you can follow me at Amon Adwin on Twitter. Also, you can find me at Twitch at the same name where I'm just doing a bunch of like Harry Potter streams and stuff like that. Um, Yeah, we are in the middle of Drag Race 13. They took a week off to give us a a special episode about like how they were able to film during the COVID pandemic. So we are taking the week off and we'll be be back next week uh, with our with our new episode um, as the series continues. And yeah, Big Brother Canada 9 is starting up. So I will be over at RHAP covering the season um, and also just tweeting up a storm as per usual, not showering as the season progresses. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, just uh, that's, that's where I be. That's where I stay. Yes, well, <clears throat> we will see you next week. Hey, hey, we will see you not next week, but two weeks. Two, 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 two weeks. <laughs> Talk to you later. Who's the freak? Who's the freak? Who's the freak of the week? Who's 
And we are on to this week's Freak of the Week. Bake, bag, and listen. With Black History Month ending and with Women's Month starting, baby, I just feel like this freaking week is well-deserved. And again, you know, after my emotional weekend, you know, I drove to Rhode Island Thursday night uh, to make sure that I could pay my respects to one of my best friends, Sarah, her mom, Patty G, so I could be there for her service. And, you know, coming back to Philly Saturday morning, you know, I needed some downtime. And, you know, I'm scrolling through the Instagram and I come across none other than, I mean, you know, the queen. The queen, she's your queen to be. What y'all know about coming to America? And who's ready for coming to America 2 on Amazon Prime? I think it releases March 5th. Um, Listen, so I'm scrolling through it and I, none other than my girl, Arissa Cox. Okay, she posts a photo on her Instagram, Arissa Rue. Says this photo though, ooh, baby, and it says Big Brother Canada, Arissa Cox, host and executive producer. Now, listen, we know this news came a while ago because we know that Congress Entertainment and Insight Production announced that Cox will continue to host Big Brother Canada while taking on a bigger role. Behind the scenes, helping guide in real time storylines, casting and outreach as executive producer. And one of the first things as a top priority to Arissa Cox was to increase representation of people of color. And that's my girl. And Arissa has been a huge supporter of mine. She shows love always. She best believe is a member of the Purple Pants Posse, she has been an uplifter of mine. So, baby, with great honor, I award this week's freak of the week than none other than baby girl, Arissa Cox. Yes. So make sure y'all head on over to her Instagram page or the Twitter, wherever it is that you follow her at. And when you see that photo, okay, because she letting the girls know, honey, I'm not just a host. Okay, I am the one of the executive producers. And listen, representation matters. Okay, being able to tell a story correctly matters. And so this is a huge move. And you got to give give people their flowers while they're here. And the way I give flowers is showing freak of the week. So, yes, make sure you head over to her Instagram. Let her know she is the freak of the week. And if my girl, Arissa Cox, is freak of the week, that means we are to an end of another 
great podcast. I am so humbly honored that you choose to come back every week. I'm humbly honored that this is your first time listening. I'm humbly honored that you come back every once in a while and listen. I'm truly grateful for that. And if you could please remember to subscribe to my podcast, The Purple Pants Podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, wherever it is that you get your podcasts from. You know, my uncle Pookie still got the podcast subscriptions on the back of his truck. Make sure you write a review. Tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend that it is fly high. Patty G, we love you. Cause it's a, it's a, it's a, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants, it's the purple pants podcast. You better get your headphones and listen up quick. It's the purple pants podcast. You better listen in public, might make your stomach hurt. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to unwind, you better get that box wine. It's the purple pants podcast. You're trying to get your snack, you better hurry right back though. It's the purple pants, it's the purple pants. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.